sorry for the late show, but I knew this one was going to come out on a Friday. Uh, boys and girls, I have been having the worst, worst luck with this program that I'm using now. It kind of went bonkers. So uh, I, I lost my ability to use the microphone last week and really couldn't get it fixed until we could sit down this week. And of course, then this week I have family in town uh, from out of state. So I'm doing that too. And so I'm trying to keep them busy while also trying to do everything else and do the podcast. So I had to kind of last week take a break and go, okay, I can't fix this right now because I'm trying to get ready to do all this stuff for family. And, you know, so it got crazy. So I was like, I can't do an episode like next week or this week, but I can do one next week. And so here we are. We're here. We're talking about the aerial school incident in Zimbabwe. And I'm excited because I love I like this story. I, I this this pushes me towards the belief of aliens. You know, this pushes me towards that that group of believing in aliens. Because this incident, it, it's pretty weird. It's pretty bizarre. So uh, this all takes place in 1994 in the aerial school in Rua, Zimbabwe, and it's probably the largest alien sighting uh, and UFO sighting ever. Because I mean, other than well, I don't know, I can't say that really, but in recent years, it is because it's not one person, not two, not three, not twenty, but. 62 students claim to have had this encounter with with a flying saucer, well, with UFO, I don't want to say flying saucer, but with the UFO and and the aliens that came out of it. They were, they were, I mean, dude, this is terrifying for kids. You got to think these were little kids. Um, so this incident's kind of trippy, but of course I have to go through this stupid preamble and guys, I don't like freaking saying this shit. I don't like saying it. I hate it, but I got to do it anyways. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for listening to the Paranormal Rabbit Hole, obviously. That's the biggest one because we appreciate all of our listeners here. We thank you for coming and tuning in and just getting your daily dose of paranormal with us. And Maybe you just kind of want to hear somebody else's perspective on an event. Um, and, and you know what? That's what I like to give. I like to kind of give my like a short uh, synopsis and then give my little two cents, sometimes very short two cents, uh, because of a big synopsis. And I want to get the synopsis out more than my two cents, because I feel like the story has more than, than my opinion. <clears throat> and, and again, this is just my opinion. You don't have to follow its truth. Uh, uh, it, it's just what I think. And, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people think they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, this took place on Friday, September 16th in 1994 in the Republic of Zimbabwe's Aerial School. Uh, this is a private elementary school about 20 miles outside of Harar. Uh, it became the host of one of the most unusual cases uh, in the history of ufology when a throng of over 60 school children claimed to have had a run-in with a pair of creatures from out of this world. Uh, the event began in me in approximately 1015, uh, while the children who ranged in age from 5 to 12 years old and were of African, Asiatic, and European descent, so multiple multiple cultures uh, there, and, and all of them, like I said, 5 to 12, 
62 kids from age 5 to 12. 62 kids, age 5 to 12. African, Asiatic, and European descent. This this is this is a swath. Like it's not just one group of kids. It is multiple groups of kids from multiple backgrounds, multiple cultural backgrounds, and this is what they saw. Uh, so they were out playing in a field adjacent to the school during their mid morning break um, on a ninety one degree day. So it was hot. So that's that's something to take in. But it's not. I mean, hey, we were when I was a kid playing in the nineties. It was ninety one degree days. So I, I can't say anything. Uh, but they were in the field next to the school and they claimed that while they were playing there, they noticed three silver balls soaring in the sky above the school. These orbs, which quickly caught the attention of the entire group, which obviously what, why would that not catch the attention of several children? Oh, Hey, what's that? (laughs) That's oh, what five to 12 year olds, look, shiny object in the sky. What's that? Uh, and it's in 1994, so we know aliens. So we're like, oh, what? Unsolved mysteries? Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's the silver balls high above the school, and these orbs, were, which, while they caught their attention, uh, they intermittently flash red and then disappear in a burst of light to then reappear in another section of the sky. Uh, so according to an eyewitness, and I'm, I'm, you know, this is all stuff that I'm reading from, uh, Cryptopia. Uh, this information is provided by Cryptopia, so thank you to them. Uh, but according to eyewitnesses, these mysterious metal objects uh, vanished and then rematerialized three more times before slowly descending towards the school, following a line of uh, following a line of transmission towers. Uh, the anxious kids then claimed that one of the silver UFOs dropped lower than the others and landed or hovered just above the ground and a cluster of gum trees about 300 feet from where they were playing. Uh, Due to proliferation of thorn bushes, uh, poisonous snakes, and spiders, the area where the UFO had landed was forbidden to the children, but was not fenced off from the schoolyard. Uh, This allowed the still-frightened kids to approach the unusual object. Although, you know, they kind of, Kind of, kind of held back a bit. They're like, "Hey, let's let's go see what that was." Slowly, and it, it, let's not let's not get too close. Um. Uh, so they kind of started moving towards it at a very slow and cautious pace, and it was at that moment that this already strange sh- scene took a turn to the even more bizarre. Uh, because a small humanoid figure wearing a black uniform, uh, three feet in height, emerged from the top of the object. Uh, the witnesses claimed that the Bing suit was shiny and tight-fitting. They also stated that it had a scrawny neck, a narrow face, thin arms and legs, long black hair, and huge eyes like rugby balls. So, big black eyes. <clears throat> The entity, apparently unaware of the growing crowd of spectators, scrambled down the rough patch of earth, uh, presumably to explore the terrain. Uh, not unlike, uh, you know, a geologically 
a geological scientist kind of going out and, and looking around. He was kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, looking around, seeing what, you know, going into the shrubbery and being like, it was just investigating the area. Like a scientist kind of going around going, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? A piece of candy. Um, and then it, it had what it looked like. It, it was, it was like a, th- this description is similar to that given by uh, two Finnish lumberjacks that claim to have encountered a green spacesuit clad three foot alien. Uh, so it kind of it kind of looks like a gray alien just with <laughs> with like kiss hair, or but not like you know well like Peter Chris kiss hair, uh, just black hair. You know, imagine that, or you know, short black hair, and who knows? Um, <laughs> the 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 picture that I see is it's kind of bizarre, but okay. Uh, the figure that they car- one of them kind of carved a figure, I think, and it looks like it kind of looks like uh, Black Manta from from Aquaman. Uh, but it, it was at this point while the other was exploring that a, a second entity emerged from the top of the craft. Um, while the first entity kind of turned around and went, Oh, hello. How are you children? Uh, the younger kids, horrified by these ostensibly interstellar apparitions, began screaming in terror and calling out for help. Apparently, they believe these creatures to be demons, known as the Tokoloshi. Uh, oh, so that's what that sta- that's might be what this statue is here, over here to the left of it, a picture of that statue there. Sorry, if that's what that is, I apologize. But you, you do. It looks like from. Aquaman, yeah. Anyways, the terrified children ran into the school, leaving the older students behind. The first humanoid, suddenly aware of the youthful eyes that were uh, watching its every move, disappeared without warning. Within seconds, the same creature or the identical one to it reemerged behind the craft. Uh, The two beings... Oh, so they teleported back behind the craft, essentially. That writing. Good God. Some of these articles are oddly written. Um, Or I'm just dyslexic somehow. Um, when the panic stricken horde of youngsters entered the school, the hallways were eerily vacant because the teachers were all attending a faculty meeting. The kids then came across the only available adult, the mother of one of the students who was operating the school's tuck shop, a snack bar, uh, where stuff sold, you know, like snacks and sodas, like candy bars, drinks. Uh, so the older children were kind of watching these beings that had teleported behind the craft and the younger kids were like, you know what? Let's go find someone's mom. Oh wait. Hey, the tuck shop's open. Let's go in there and and get it. But yeah, uh, I really want you guys to see this picture of the alien with, with the hair. I can't, it might be Peter Chris or Gene Simmons. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's kiss hair. Like it's kiss hair. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like a an alien kiss member. If they just face paint him. 
That'd be great. Uh, unfortunately, the the mom refused to leave her post uh, and thought that this was a ruse fabricated by the students to get to the candy, which is smart. If those kids did think that and they came up with this for that, that's brilliant. Like the older kids were like, hey, you're going to invent an alien, get her out of there, get the candy, get the snacks, get the sodas, bring them back, and then we're going to party. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have some fun on caffeine and sugar that's what we're gonna do uh and this this field will just be ablaze with the human kids running around on fire because they'll just be trucking it with that energy they'll be like the flash we're doing that weird run like on the movies They'll just have so much energy from getting that because, you know, that's a, especially the five-year-olds gone. They'd be gone. There's the next sprinters because they're, they're trucking the five-year-olds that are eating chocolate and soda <laughs> gone. I had my own children have eaten chocolate and soda before, before I can cut kid. Cut, I can't talk before I can catch them. And they are just fully energized, like doing laps. Um, so those kids knew what they were doing. They were smart. They were smart. Uh, if that's what happened, I don't believe that. But um, the teachers, you know, later said that, you know, that 62 children were essentially unsupervised while in the schoolyard during recess and claimed that they ignored the students' fearful cries, assuming that they were nothing more than a mirthful screeches of an associated schoolyard play. So... They're like, oh my god! They're just—they're just pretending something. They're—they're they're playing something, whatever. Just keep going. Fuck, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible, teachers. That's horrible. Like you're sitting, like they—they. They, what if somebody was out there killing these kids, and you're like, ah, oh, this fucking. They're just playing. Um. <laughs> shit, like just think about that. Like those kids could have been abducted, like easily easily abducted like oh hey no adults uh hey kids we're aliens come on in uh we're gonna take you that's it your parents aren't gonna know where you are you're gonna be missing and that's how missing for one more works it's alien abductions um i think they actually not gonna lie made a documentary recently about alien abduction 411 being tied with the david politis stuff so and i like the david politis stuff it's interesting the research he's done is very interesting. Um, so the older students who were enthralled by the UFO and its inhabitants claim that the creatures communicated to them telepathically. Uh, and that one still visibly frightened girl who described the creatures as having horrible eyes. Uh, another student known only by the pseudonym of Elsa claimed that she felt horrible for the rest of the day, unable to shake horrific images that had been implanted in her brain by the beings she believed that they wanted to convey to the human race a grave warning to stop destroying the planet or face the consequences she said the world is going to end maybe because we don't look after our planet or the air like all the trees will go down and there will be no air people will be dying those thoughts came from the man the man's eyes uh 10 year old isabel also expressed just how frightening these creatures were he was just staring he was scary we were trying not to look at him because he was scary. My eyes and feelings went with him. Uh, Elsa claimed that 
the overwhelming sensation she had while staring at the alien's horrific visage was, we are doing harm to the earth. So this has that kind of, that kind of weird, uh, background to it. So we got to, it's, it's just one of those that we got to listen to the, the, the message that they're sending type of alien encounters. There's a lot, there's a lot of encounters that have that kind of, 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 of thing that they're doing and it's, Hey, I'm here. Here's this message. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop messing up and, you know, just let it be. That's that, like I said, not unusual. So, and I mean, bravo to these older kids too, by the way, for sticking around and being like, you know what? Hang on a second. Let's see what let's see what's up. Let's see what's up. Bravo to those kids for sticking around. And you know, there was that one five year old. It's like I'm not. I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm. I'm cool. I'm cool like these guys. Yeah. And then he got messed up by the images that they told him. <laughs> It, it seemed uh, that they also thought our technology was going out of control, though, as well. Uh, like, if we are not careful, we're going to, you know, mess up something. Um, but following this silent yet powerful message, which seemed uh, profoundly more direct than the vague warning of doom. So they, they felt that this was like, a you guys really need to step up your game here, you're going to mess up. Uh, and, and way, way, way better than that. But they, they disappeared again. Silvery object took back off and went up into the sky. Um, they said it, it went up in an incredible velocity too. So the, the entire event lasted 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So think about that. Silver ball, silver ball comes down. Aliens come out. Little kids run off. Scared kids run off. Brave kids stay. Get a warning from the aliens showing how destructive and and terrible we're being. Almost like some kind of omnipotence thing that, that happens. Um, then they go, you know, Hey, you know, here's the warning. We're out. You know, here's this harsh ass warning. Peace out. We're gone. Heavy metal in love to you uh, because of the hair. It's just, yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I couldn't let go of that picture. It's so, it's like, it's like a kiss haircut. You'll see what I mean if you look it up on Cryptopia. Uh, but they, 62 kids seeing this, you know, seeing, first of all, seeing the silver balls and then the aliens coming out. The others saw so less than 62 saw the the you know message got the message and then saw the beings go back or disappear and then go back you know up <laughs> obviously um but the the report was kept alive by Cynthia Hine uh, who was an investigative journalist, and she was known during her her time, her lifetime as Africa's foremost UFO researcher. Uh, she 
automatically jumped on this case. Uh, and when she was informed of the incident, wasted zero time in talking to the, the headmaster of the school uh, at that time, Colin Mackey and ask uh, Colin Mackey, sorry, Colin Mackey and, and asking him to have uh, the children draw pictures of what they had seen. And uh, when she arrived, uh, she had about 35 drawings waiting for her. Uh, they were very similar to the depictions of the uh, in depictions of the vehicle um, and the alien life form that came out of them. Um, she also investigated the area of the alleged landing with her son, a BBC reporter and electrical expert, Gunter Hoffer. Ooh. Hoffer scanned the area with a Geiger counter, but no traces of radiation were found at the scene. Uh, Mackie, though personally skeptical about the UFO and the aliens, visitation uh confirmed that heim confirmed to heim that he believed that the students were telling the truth heim would later state that these rural school children had little to no exposure to tv or popular press reports of ufos uh it was at this point that the american psychiatrist and leading authority on alleged alien abduction experiences dr john mack decided to get involved uh so a lot of things that come with that line of abduction and alien experience in in psychiatry it it has to be taken with a grain of salt by the psychiatrist each time they hear one of these events because you've got to think they've started to specialize they've started to specialize in this and they literally have started to specialize in people with UFO abductions. There, there, there are people out there, that, and it's not because they believe these people that are seeing them. It's because they're hearing them out and saying, "Well, hey, maybe you believe this happened." And then you know, maybe sometimes they have a case where they have someone who may have seen something, and they're like, "Okay, well, look, here's how you should deal with this. Then, if you're feeling this trauma, then you know you need to do this and do this and do this." And you know, and, and it's just it, it helps people kind of move on from trauma be it real or self-imposed like mental trauma self-imposed like you know they're just their mind is too active and, and is pushing a mental narrative that that is a possibility when it hasn't happened and i'm not saying that alien abductions don't happen i'm just saying that maybe there are cases where alien abduction abduction does happen or maybe sometimes it is just you know someone having a psychosis problem um, so all that stuff. And she, you know, was like, I, I really believe this John Mack comes in, starts to get involved. Uh, he is a professor at Harvard medical school, Pulitzer prize winning biographer, uh, was traveling through Zimbabwe and he just happened to be traveling through at the time of the event. Uh, he didn't, and it's really great. That's actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, so as soon as he got wind of this odd encounter, he and his associate, uh, Dominique Kalamanopoulos, Kalamanopoulos, uh, journeyed to Rua, where they spent two days interviewing the 12, 12 of the children, their parents, and the faculty. Mac's experience in child psychiatry enabled him to quickly gain the trust of his young witnesses, who were not only traumatized by this event, obviously you would be traumatized by this event a little bit, because this is just, well, first of all, if you stuck around for the full thing, you've just witnessed something that you thought not possible. 
pop the you've witnessed something that you thought impossible become the possible and then you've got this horrific dire warning of fix it or straighten uh, straighten up the planet or and fix it or face the consequences you know and then you see the consequences and you're like oh shit well that fucks me up i need some therapy that's essentially what happened in this in this and so this guy's like pretty much having these kids are probably very lucky to to have this guy at this time kind of help them get a, even a little bit of some kind of of you know i don't know what i don't i don't know i don't know what to say to that 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 could kind of even compare to that it's uh you know it's weird it, it, it's it's and it's there they're you know it's very kind of acute that, that he came through at that time and they were uh going through that event it, it it was very very beautiful but they had uh it was 12 children their their parents and faculty so uh you n- not not to take anything away from this either but it, also with with the the therapy that he could provide and the fact that he had experience in child psychiatry it's also beneficial because a lot of people in not only ufo alien cryptid or 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 paranormal encounters people hide that the fact that those happen sometimes because there's a lot of judgment and a lot of 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 ridicule that comes with the paranormal community. You know, and that that's what we have you know if it if it's and if it's you know it's like experiences if true a lot of people won't talk about them because they don't want to be ridiculed for it. And that's understandable. I mean, it's like you're like, well, I mean, this is my story of what happened. It sounds completely bogus. This sounds like you're. It's like this couldn't happen, really. Not really. No, this isn't happening, really. It sounds like that, you know. So, he he him coming at that time was very, very lucky. I I, I will say as well. So, uh, but one little girl was so afraid of not being believed that she said, "I swear by every hair on my head." and the whole Bible that I'm telling the truth. Uh, so he, he obviously was a great benefit. So according to Mac, the 12 children that he interviewed gave consistent and reliable accounts on the occurrence, leading him to believe it was not a case of mass hysteria, but a genuine alien encounter. Nevertheless, skeptics still came out of the woodwork and got involved. Uh, even one of the most devoted doubters, an aerial school teacher who withheld his name, claimed that he eventually changed his mind about the case due to the consistency of the reports from the kids. While the lack of the adult witness uh, has led some to conclude that this incident is nothing more than a prank produced in the fertile minds of precocious children, one must consider if it is also remotely feasible for 62 preteens to concoct a successful fo- hoax that requires the youngest of the bunch to feign terror while the eldest jeopardize their reputations by claiming not only to have seen an alien, but to have shared a psychic connection with it. Uh, 
Not to mention the sheer effort it would take to collaborate a tale as elaborate as this for all of these children. Uh, it should also be noted that the 16 years following this harrowing event, in the 16 years following this, har- following this harrowing event, uh, there have been no public claims that this was a hoax made by the eyewitnesses, some of whom are now parents themselves. Um, and that's 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 what's so... That's what's so strange is that none of them have come out and said, you know, this is a hoax. We this was fake. This was we bullshit this the whole time. It, it's it's uh, this event. Is. One of the best cases for UFOs and for for alien life. Uh, you know, some kids drew. The craft. Some kids drew the alien itself. Some kids drew how the alien looked, and and this obviously terrified them. Um, it it was real to them. They were scared. I mean, I'm sure a few of them still have a little bit of fear. Uh, and, it, and if that's not enough, if that's not enough. If that if but, but that story, if that story is not enough to to you know kind of get you on board with aliens, it's not enough to say this story, but the fact that over a hundred miles away, the children at the Pier House School, which is or no, I'm sorry, uh, over twenty five miles away, a hundred children saw a UFO and uh, apparently the UFO hovered and searched for a place to land. And they were watching this happen. That's a different, that's a different set of kids. That's a whole other set of kids. A hundred. So not just 62 kids, but also a hundred kids that were at a school 25 miles away. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a convincing, it's a convincing tale, a very convincing tale. So we have right now, the ability to say that this story, even I can say that, because that, I love this story. I love this, and it's not just, I love this recount, this 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 tale, because it is, it is completely possible, 100%. 100%. And it sounds, and not because of, oh my God, it's just, you know, it's aliens, it's paranormal. No, it's because I, 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 you guys have heard me say aliens are a tough one for me to believe. It's kind of a, it's a hard pill for me to swallow. Just like Bigfoot, hard pill for me to swallow in the realm of reality. Uh, but aliens I'm closer to than, than Bigfoot. I'm closer to believing in aliens than Bigfoot. I just don't think that we have aliens on earth. Um, or that have been to earth, you know? It, it's it's just not something I think is possible yet. Yet. But, any hoodles, it's something that I can see 
in the very near future to, to kind of put my spin on it. So there you go. Anyways, but it's not just that. It's the fact that 62 kids saw this. All 62 kids saw this happen. And they could, they all saw the aliens. Now, only a few of them saw the message, but they all saw the craft. They all saw the aliens. They all said, this is what happened. They all co- cooperated. This is what happened. When you play a game like that, sometimes with a large group, like if you're playing a game with 62 kids of here's the story, let's stick to it, that story will change with each kid that, one, doesn't have as sharp a memory as the other kids, and two, the younger they are, they're just going to go off on their own and go, well, it's this, 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 and then this happened, and then this, 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 and you're just like, okay, all right, I don't believe any of this, so, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, good, okay, 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 okay. You know, you start trying to slow down the story because you're like, somewhere we lost the realism and now there's a dragon that burned down the house, you know, um, <laughs> And the house is fine. Um, but that's that's what I'm saying is that a five-year-old will go, and they'll add. So for those five-year-olds to go, this is it. This is what happened. This is the story. And stick to it is amazing. <laughs> that is that That beyond itself is amazing. It, it, to get five-year-olds to agree to a story and stay with that story and only that and not add to it, holy cow. Holy cow. That's amazing. Let, show me how to do that. Show me how to get a five-year-old to do anything. And I will be amazed because it's not happening at all, ever, in a million years. It's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Five-year-olds have a mind of their own, and they are stubborn. I'm a parent. I know this from experience. So, uh, but that's that's the thing. It's 62. And then, uh, and then 25 miles away, we have 100 kids that see a different, uh, or that see the same kind of UFO. Boom. You know, <laughs> I don't know what that was. But that was me being excited, being like, oh, phew, mind explosion. Because that that's also a big detail. For 25 miles away, 100 kids, 100 kids, 100. Let me repeat for the 14th time, 100. It's not 14, but I know. 100 kids saw that. Saw a UFO looking for a place to land. Would they have gotten the same message? Who knows? I mean, who's to say? It's it's just a very bizarre case. And the fact that it was kids from different races, different cultures, different backgrounds, that all saw this. Different age groups, 5 to 12 years old. 62 kids from the age range of 5 to 12 saw this. It's just strange bizarre beautiful perfect and is the for me for me a skeptic of of ufos and aliens skeptic skeptic of ufos and aliens it is the best 
proof because the number of witnesses, the, the continuation and the continuity of their storytelling that is 100% like they all can say we saw, we saw the same thing. And they got the fact that they got five-year-olds to agree to it perfectly if it's a hoax is amazing, like I said. So taking that out of account, it being real, because that's why these kids would say it. Because five-year-olds, if they see something, they will tell you about it. They will tell you about it to a T, constantly, and never, ever leave out any detail. If they, if they have a story that they latch on to, trust me, as a parent, I know, if they have a story that happened to them, they will latch on to it and tell you everything to a T at five, at five years old. And that's just what they do. Because it's so amazing that it happened. And they're like, oh my God, let me tell you about it again. <laughs> I've got, I'm going through it again. Uh, I, I have two, so I'm going through it again right now. And that's the thing. It's... It, <laughs> They agree to the story, too, perfectly. So it's like, no, you didn't. There's no way other kids got these kids to do this. No way. I'm sorry. Like, other kids will think it's fun, but they're not going to be, like, on detail. They're going to add stuff at five. So that is proof again, too. I'm sorry to go off on another tangent about that. But it's just, that's perfect proof. Because five-year-olds are telling that story. They're going, yes, this did happen. It was an alien with black eyes, and a UFO came down, and that. And they're not deviating. If they're deviating, then you got to go. Okay, where where did we deviate in real in reality? Do we deviate as soon as we started talking and it was just made up? And you're looking around. If they're able to look at you and tell you, and they're scared, you know, you you know. So it, it's just one of those things that we have to you know look at and go. Did this happen? Like I said, the the amount of of witnesses makes it more plausible. And then the total amount of total witnesses. Like that's 162 kids that saw something 25 miles apart. That's not just some kind of convenience. That is a connection. So that plus what I've already said makes this so believable and so possible. Um, that it's just, it's hard to say it's a hoax. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, but on that flip side, I will talk about the hoax side. Could it be possible that these older kids got these younger kids convinced and got them all to agree and just like repeated the story over and over again and just said this over and over again? No. You want to know why? Because it would be hard to repeat everything unless you wrote it down and just kept repeating it and kept repeating it and kept repeating it and kept repeating it to those five-year-olds. They're not going to hang on to it. They're going to deviate that story somewhere and change it and make it better or, or lose something like telephone. It's a, it's a game of telephone. So you're going to lose something somewhere eventually down that line, or you're going to gain something somewhere down that line. Something is going to change. So barring some great plan, I don't believe that this is a hoax. I believe that this event happened. I believe that this event took place and that these kids saw something. 
So, uh, aerial school aliens that, that, wow. Like I said, my, my, it's my, this has been my favorite UFO encounter, uh, for a long time. And I, I was thinking about it and I was like, hey, no, let's do it. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. Screw it. So um, that's it, boys and girls. Thank you for the sh- you know enjoying the show. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, go and check us out on Instagram at theparanormalrabbithole.com. Uh, or no, the Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. You can also check us out on you know most podcasting platforms. Go ahead and leave us a review. Five stars, please. Uh, that was the preamble that I was supposed to do at the beginning, but I forgot just because I was so excited to get this episode out. But thanks, guys. We appreciate you. And thank you for coming down this paranormal rabbit hole with me. Have a good one.